everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. I don't know why my brain was kind of like going off on a little distance there for a second. I don't know what's going on. Um, so anyways, we are discussing the Fast and the Furious number five. Fast Five. Fast Five is a 2011 American heist action film directed by Justin Lim and written by Chris Morgan. Like we've said in the previous movies, reviews that uh, Justin Lin, Chris Morgan have become our guys for directing and writing primarily for the Fast and Furious starting to, at Tokyo Drift. Um, um, kind of going back and looking at some uh, GIFs and like short clips of Justin Lin's work, I really do think that his uh, cinematography and his camera work is very slick in um, Tokyo Drift, um, as well as Fast and Furious 4 as well, um, which is Fast 4, or whatever you want to call it. Um, like I said, the names start to get a little bit discombobulated after number 3, so um, bear with me. So, um, in the 20, um, 2009 Fast and Furious, we had a budget of... 85 million and it was a return of 360 million this is uh the first movie fast and furious 2009 was the first movie we brought back the entire family quote-unquote family and um brought back paul walker and apparently the um uh, studios decided that paul walker was indeed uh the right age and he can age with the um the franchise as well. You don't have to have a young uh, white male character kind of uh, be the central uh, protagonist for us in all of the movies. So he's just an older white male, <laughs> white male protagonist in all those movies. So, anyways, um, talking about that, they saw the return of three hundred sixty million in that uh, post. Uh, box office in that year so they bumped up that 85 million to about 125 million dollars and they took the franchise each one of the movies like i said first one's the la underground music vibe uh, music scene uh and it's very much focused on like um uh, what was it? Uh, the Keanu Reeves movie. God dang it. Why do I always forget this movie? Uh, Point Break. So the first one's Point Break. The second one's uh, in Miami, like a Miami Vice feel. Um, third one is in Tokyo and takes place technically in the future. Um, fourth one takes place on the border of uh, like California and Mexico. And the fifth one is the one where we are, we are taken to uh, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. It's Brazil. So, um, yeah, we have returning with the Fast and the Furious franchise. We have the family. Let me just say off the top of uh, the script that I believe that this movie works the best because it's the first movie that they decide to have essentially... All of the returning characters, they take all of the best elements of um, the first movie, which is the family and the camaraderie between the, the actors. Um, number two would be uh, the, the comedic timing and everything that we liked about the second one was 
um, kind of the goofiness that was introduced in that. Um, sprinkle in the Fast and the Furious car mix of having a little bit of like, you know, the sexy girls. And then we have some of the sexy cars and uh, layer it over uh, a heist film. So this is the first movie where um, they really take on that they are more of a heist crew. They are much more of uh, introduced into pulling missions and pulling heists and that type of thing, going from stealing DVD players from um, uh, tractor trailer trucks all the way to Fast and Furious 5, five movies later, essentially uh, heisting an entire uh you know, massive multi-million dollar heist. So I do think it is interesting how the progression of the Fast and Furious has um, evolved. And it's, if you really look at it, it always has been heist and racing, but then they've, or, you know, crime, heist, racing, um, action, but then it becomes much more heist and action and less race and racing, you know, type stuff. Um, you don't have those 10 second drag races like you normally do in the first couple movies. Um, and it's not so much focused on the racing. And I think that's what's brought in a larger audience is expanding the genre, kind of bending it in a more, um, uh, open way for people to kind of explore and jump onto the franchise. Ironically, when this was coming out, I kind of jumped off the franchise because I was like, all right, this looks ridiculous. This just looks like blockbuster action to the, the ridiculous level. I didn't understand the benefits of this specific movie at the time. Um, so essentially, the best I could say is Fast Five was essentially the Avengers of... Uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. It was like the first Avengers. It's when you bring all the best elements of the previous movies and put them into one, and you have a real uh, antagonist to go up against. And having uh, The Rock as the prote- uh, the antagonist for the majority of the movie is, um, is what drives this movie um, forward. I think it's the most interesting dynamic that they have that it's the most interesting antagonist they have in all of the series up to this point and um it really adds a new element to the mix of the fast and furious franchise uh, if you ask many people the previous antagonists uh what do you got braga you got crouton you got dk you got uh johnny tran all of them just they're they're kind of like b-level antagonists and i think that we don't really get to see that a level antagonist until we get to fast five we see somebody of you remember when we saw loki um speaking of the new new tv movie tv show that's coming out right now um loki when he was debuted in uh i think it was avengers maybe he was debuted in thor but i I don't remember he whenever he was in avengers and he was the real antagonist you could they had a formidable foe and so finally they have Dwayne the Rock Johnson as a formidable foe and so uh continuing on from the technical angles um yes same director same writers it's just continuing on the stories um based off the characters of Gary Scott Thompson um we got Brian Tyler who's been doing the mix since I think Tokyo Drift 
Um, yeah, he did. He, he did uh, Fast and Furious uh, two thousand nine, and we got the same cinematographer, so we got a lot of the same momentum. Um, let me see, Christian Kelly, Fred, R, uh, Wagner, Matsumatsu, and and Raskin, those are the editors, and two of those are the same editors from Fast and Furious. So they're growing and learning as a team. I enjoy seeing that from the technical angles to see that, you know, it's the same people working behind the uh, behind the scenes. Um, it is unfortunate to hear that Vin Diesel and apparently The Rock just do not get along. And I think there was some tension with Tyrese as well. Not sure what happened or what's going on there, but just kind of wanted to touch base on that, that it sucks that they aren't actually uh, a legitimate family. I, at one point, I heard the Vin Diesel and The Rock wouldn't share the screen on um, on set. You know, they wouldn't be on set together at any, at any point, which is surprising to see because they are magnetic in this movie as action film stars. They are just like, uh, you know, yin and yang, and it's it's so much fun to see it. Um, so let me see what else we got. Um, the film stars Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris, Bridges, um, Matt Schultz, uh, Sung Kang, and uh, Tego Cauldron, Don Omar, Gal Gadot, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Joachim, I don't know, I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong, Joachim, um, or Harim, uh, De Alamada. Fast Five follows Dominic Toretto, Brian O'Connor, and their team as they plan uh, a heist um, to steal $100 million um, from a corrupt businessman while being pursued by the U.S. Diplomatic Security Service agent Luke Hobbs, who's played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, so if you've seen any of these movies at this point, you should probably know that uh, the, the first um what happens at the beginning of this movie so let me um see what else we got in this background um while developing fast five university uh un university universal studios deliberately departed from the street racing theme prevailing prevailing in uh previous film films in the series to transform the franchise into a heist action series involving cars they've always been that I, you know they just always were focused more on the racing i just want to be clear that this franchise opens up with a heist um so by doing so they hoped to attract a wider audiences that might be otherwise be put off by heavy emphasis on cars and car culture i can see why this is branching off and it made it more acceptable to a wider audience that's very smart on universal's part fast five is considered the traditional film in the uh series uh, featuring only one car race and giving more attention to action set pieces such as gunfights brawls and heists of the uh, of a hundred million dollars the production mounted to a comprehensive marketing campaign marketing the film through social media virtual games um cinema chains automobile manufacturers and nascar races um fast five was uh premiered at the cinepolis uh, lagoon theater in rio de janeiro and um April 15, 2011, in the U.S. in April 29, 2011, the film received generally positive reviews. Everyone that I think that um, I've heard review this has said this is their favorite um, film in the franchise, at least up for the, the first five. 
Um, this is one of the highest generally. Um, it says mostly positive reviews with particular praise for Lynn's direction, the action sequences, and the addition of Dwayne Rock Johnson to the main cast. The film grossed over to $625 million worldwide, seventh grossing highest film of 2011, and the sequel was released in May 2013 again the turnaround time on these is insane they got to be like record they got to be like shooting almost immediately after they're done um because that's only two years later so um yeah fast five was by far one of the most interesting to watch and most fun to watch i think the problem my biggest problem with the last one was the uh the heavy amounts of cgi and some of the car scenes just did not work for me um trying to think of anything else go back and check out the review to make sure that uh, i'm not forgetting anything but overall i felt that, like there was a little bit too much emphasis of uh the dom revenge story in that movie and uh we will be talking about spoilers for the previous movies as well um in this section coming up so this is 130 minutes this is i think when we jump from 107 minutes which is about what is just shy of two hours is that yeah it's uh, hour 40 ish in the last one and now we've jumped up to over well over two hours 215 something like that give or take credits so we're in the two hours and 15 minute range in the firm blockbuster mode we are no longer in what some people would say like indie territory with having like a an hour and 45 minute movie a, a quick hour and 45 minute movie it's no longer that we are sitting in here for you know solid blockbuster action directed by justin lynn and uh they want you to you know kind of revel in it in in many places especially just kind of um enjoying the the practical sets that are shown in this they like actually had some of these big things on you know the highway i don't want to spoil it right now because we're not the spoiler section but they actually did some of this in um on in you know real daylight with real cars kind of thing it really destroyed shit so um let's hop into the spoiler section thank you for listening watching look at all podcast if you haven't watched fast five this is probably where you want to pause it come back and check it out and uh unless you don't give a shit and you're just like fuck it we're joining the family you know we um we're gonna listen to it regardless so um let's uh let's do it right here okay so Thank you for watching, listening, like it all podcast. Check out all the social medias, Twitch Live, YouTube for the post. Um, what do you got? The SoundCloud for the mastered, Patreon for the early, Facebook for the groups, and uh, Discord for hanging out after hours. We got all the social medias. Um, thank you for listening, watching, like it all podcast. And here is the spoiler section for Fast Five. We are also going to talk about the um, uh, Twitter tweets whatever you want to call them that we had during the um as we were watching along with the the movie what we had to say about that um i'll probably leave that for the very end so let me get a little bit of coffee let me see if i can't mute myself so i can't oh whoops i swear that wasn't me that was my foot (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
I'm in the rain and I'm singing. Okay. Here's the plot. As Dominic Toretto is being transported by a Lompac prison by bus, his sister Mia Toretto and friend Brian Connor lead an assault on the bus. Um, I gotta say, this is uh, probably where we start to lose uh, logistical physics, if you want to say that's anything. They completely flip the bus that Do- is carrying Dominic Toretto in a about 40 other prisoners none of them have seatbelts on and they got out of their way to say first of all it for for the way that the bus hit brian o'connor's car and flipped forward in some way it would literally destroy brian o'connor's car which it didn't i don't i don't know what the heck i i feel like they kind of got lazy with how they were going to get dom out of there there's a number of ways they probably could have done it having brian you know uh break really fast and the bus kind of flip over it just did not make any fucking sense to me i guess that's this is kind of where you just have to like say fuck it you know this is where people no longer get hurt gravity is kind of optional at some points and um yeah i was just like holy sack and they go out of their way to definitely say that nobody had died it was like okay that's believable um so, you know, leaps of logic, you're going to have to jump over a lot of those during this one. So this frees Dom. Um, while authorities search for them, the trio escapes to Rio de Janeiro. Um, awaiting Dom's arrival, Mia, Brian, join their friend Vince and other participants on a job to steal three cars from a train. Um, I didn't really understand where Dom was at this time. I, I kind of thought they like they freed him and like he was with Mia and Brian, but for some reason there was like this uh, segment or amount of time where Dom was not with him. Where where did Dom go when he uh, got out of the bus? I was like, where? What the hell's going on? Um, so I do feel like it was like they wrote themselves in a in a. It's like a double opening in this movie, sort of. So um. Yeah, uh, so they are stealing, um, I love a good train heist, I gotta say, there's not a movie I can think off the top of my head that I really dislike where there's some sort of really cool train heist, um, you know, uh, I feel like Snowpiercer's sort of in that realm, um, even Wild Wild West I feel like has kind of cool things on a train, uh, trying to think of other movies with a train source code, I don't know if that's exactly, uh stealing on a train but anyways I, I i love a good train heist so um they join the friend vince and other uh, participants on the job steal three cars from a train it's kind of funny how vince is just like hidden out in the middle of like brazil this is brazil um and he he has like all these people that are like uh holding it down for him he they like walk up and they have like a bunch of guys with these big ass guns. It's like holy shit! Like Vince is like mobster boss G over here now. But no, he's not. He's still old Vince. Um, and uh, so they decide to uh, join their friend Vince and steal the three cars from a train. Brian and Mia discover that the agents from the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency are also on the train. That they uh, and that the cars are seized property. Which I don't know if. You know, okay, okay, whatever reason they're on there, maybe just to, you know, start start the fight. Let them fight. Um, 
and to kind of have a threat. But I don't think that they would, unless they were carrying things in the car that really mattered to them. And I got to go back and kind of look at my notes again. It's it's been a week since I've seen it. I've seen all eight movies in the last week. So it's just like, it was like a tour de force of uh, Fast and Furious to the dome. So give, you know, bear with me. So they discover the uh, DEA agents are also on the train and the the cars are seized property. When Dom arrives at the train and his accomplices, he realizes that the leader ZZ is only interested in um, stealing one car, the Ford GT40. Um, Dom and Mia steal the car herself before he and Brian fight ZZ and his henchmen, during which ZZ kills the DEA agents assigned to the vehicles. Dom and Brian are captured and brought to a crime lord Hernan Reyes, the owner of the cars and ZZ's boss. Reyes orders the pair to be interrogated to uh, discover the location of the car, but they manage to escape and retreat to their safe house. Um, Yeah, everything's pretty much standard as it goes. I'm liking from the story bits, from the editing, from what's happening in this first half hour of the movie is just interesting. It's a lot of fun to watch. You know, we got some betrayals going on. It's got the whole shebang. So while Brian and Dom and Mia examine the car to rediscover its importance, uh, Vince arrives and is caught trying to remove a computer chip from it. He admits he was trying to sell the chip uh, to Reyes on his own, um, which is kind of bucked up, and he's kind of going against the family. Um, And Dom forces him to leave, which... That's pretty intense. Like, I can't believe that Vince was going to try to pull that after all these all this time. Um, but that computer chip has, like, everything that Reyes has ever done, which I, I guess he would want that destroyed as well, I guess. I, I assume he wouldn't want it to be there. It has, like, a bunch of codes and information on there. I can't remember if it had money on there if he needed it. Can't can't remember that. So, um, let me see. Brian investigates the chip and discovers it contains the complete financial details of Ray's criminal empire. Once again, probably a bad idea to have that on the chip. Uh, including the locations of $100 million in cash. $100 million! Oh my God. So, um, yeah, uh... The fact is, Reyes has a lot of important information, including the cash, the financial details, everything he needs to the criminal organization, and it's not in his possession, so therefore, you're going to have the family in danger. Diplomatic Secret Service agent Luke Hobbs, aka The Rock, and his team arrive in Rio to arrest Dom and Brian, with the help of local officer Elena Neves. Um, who is played by real-life actress, don't know her name, but she is Chris Hemsworth's real-life wife, which is pretty cool. I don't know if they were married at this time, but um, I believe they have kids at this point in real life. They travel to Dom's safe house, but find it under assault by Rhea's men. Searching for the chip, um, Brian, Dom, and Mia escape. Dom suggests that they split up and leave Rio. Um... But Mia announces she's pregnant and 
It's with Brian's child. Like, of course, who else would it be with? She's had a thing for him the entire series. And who who else has she been with anyways? Um, you know, Brian can't get enough of those uh uh what is it? Tuna tuna sandwiches. So, um So anyways, it kind of becomes like this comedic little bit where you have Mia not wanting to tell like everybody that she's pregnant and it's this big old thing. And it's like, Oh my goodness. Of course they got to, it's uh, some people are going to call it a telenovela, you know, uh, a Spanish soap opera. And it's hard to argue at this point that it isn't when she's doing all this kind of craziness, doing all this action. And she's like, by the way, I'm pregnant. It's that's, that's standard, like sitcom kind of stuff. If you ask some people oh kind of hungry um so uh dom agrees to stick together and suggests that they steal the money from reyes to start a new life which is kind of ballsy i don't know how that would be starting a new life that's just kind of like asking for trouble in my opinion um they organize a team to org- uh, to perform the heist you know they gotta organize the team everybody loves a good heist and uh so we got to get the best of the best. You got to get Han. You got to get Roman. You got to get Tej. You got to get Zell. You got to get Leo. You got to get Santos. You got to get the whole squad. Um, at this point, yeah, okay, so yeah, that you, you got the whole squad. Vince later joins the team after saving Mia from um, being captured by Rhea's men. Um, he's back to back to being the fam with the family, even though that was still pretty fucked up that he was trying to sell the. Uh, computer chip anyways so um yeah we we got the the a squad the a team uh i don't really know what tyrese gibson's used for in this series except for just clowning at this point he is completely comedic relief um and the further they go into the series the more he becomes like a clown and it's not like that's bad or anything, but there are scenes coming up in the in the next few movies, or at, at least the next movie, where he's just strictly there to scream and do nothing until it's time to scream again. It, it It's almost surprising. I was like, they literally wrote him out in some scenes so that he comes back in and tell, does a joke. It's, it's crazy. So you could say that the cast is becoming a little bit bloated at this point. Um, so what do we have from here? And some people would say this movie is a tad too long. I don't remember it being... I, I don't remember feeling the length of this one until about six. I think six is when it becomes pretty bloated. Um, I, I'm just thoroughly entertained by everything that's going on in this one. And they sh- they cut to the Jesus statue of him hitting the shing like 20, 20 30 different times. This guy... Uh, they show you that you got to remember you're in Brazil or you're in Rio. So anyways, um, um, uh, okay. So since it would be difficult to steal from 10 different locations, Dom's team attack one of those locations, steal $10 million and burn fake money in front of Ray's staff. Um, I didn't realize that that was fake money. I thought that was real money that they were stealing with or They had done. Okay, so afraid of further attacks, Reyes consolidates the remaining nine, 90 million in a new vault inside of a police station. 
Um, Dom's team do surveillance, buy cars and equipment, uh, acquire Reyes' handprint through the means of Han and uh, uh, Gazelle. They, they're hitting it off. And uh, Dominic Toretto knows that everyone knows it, that Dom and uh, Gazelle are kind of feeling each other. And, uh, you know, she, they, they kind of become uh, a pair I also believe that this is one of the best scenes we have with... It's not one of the best scenes. It's uh, one of the best pairings. I don't know if this scene, you know, it's a little bit sexist or misogynist or, you know, gender. I, I don't remember what... It, it's one of the things where um, you're kind of using, you know, uh, Gal Gadot's sexuality to, to acquire the fingerprint of this asshole Reyes, he has to like slap her ass and we have to like see. It's like, love, you know, love to see Wonder Woman or whatever in slow motion, but you know, the way that they're doing this in, in 2011, I guess this would probably suffice for them. You know, it's like, oh God, you really had to go there. See, so you got to send a woman to do a woman's job or whatever the line was. I forgot what the line was, but you, you know what I'm saying? Um, it was a little bit uh a little bit weird. But anyways, Han is like dazzled by that ass. I mean, he is falling in love immediately as soon as he sees uh sees her just whip that towel off and she's going straight for that fingerprint. But anyways, they acquire they do uh they do the surveillance home alone style. They are like bust up in there with like this RC car find out that they need a handprint and this is where Ludacris completely changes what kind of character he is and the second movie where he's introduced um he's a garage owner and he runs races in this movie he's completely a hacker he's completely doing all of the hacking that you need um honestly was Ludacris Ludacris I don't think was yeah he wasn't in the fourth one so what they did was they brought the dynamic of Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris into the fifth movie, which makes it kind of that much more. You get you add, um, you know, comedy, and then you add kind of like this hacker ability that they all of a sudden give him. So, anyways, um, they do the surveillance, they buy the cars, they get the equipment, they acquire Ray's handprint, and create a plan to steal the money. Um, like I said, I do think this is the one that they have the most chemistry in. And all of the actors seem to be the most comfortable in this. In my opinion, I think they all kind of bounce off each other the best in this. Um, so what else do we have? What else do we have? What else do we have? Uh, Hobbs and his team eventually find and arrest Dom, Mia, Brian, and Vince. While transporting them to the airport... Oh, I, I, they completely throw this under the bus. They do not talk about the Vin Diesel, The Rock, SmackDown. I gotta say, this was one of my favorite parts in the franchise at all. Just having them kind of go head to head. Apparently, there was some sort of um, notes uh, in in the movie notes or something like that. Like in their contracts, they have to have an equal amount of hits to each other. So when the, if, Dom, if Dominic Toretto has 10 hits on The Rock, The Rock has to have 10 hits on him. They can't make it look like one loses and one wins or, or something like that. Um, 
just absolutely childish behavior, it sounds like, behind the scenes. If this is true, it's just like, wow, can y'all not, you know, set aside ego so that you can tell a story? Or is someone really being an ass behind the scenes? Which, um, you know, I'm not here to say who is and who isn't. I haven't been, uh, I'm not behind the scenes. I'm not on set. I don't know what's going on in their heads. This could be all for show. It could be all for marketing purposes, you know? If it was for marketing purposes, I don't think it would be lasting this long because I, I hear that Vin Diesel and... Um, the rock can't stand each other. So it sucks that they aren't, like I said earlier, a legitimate quote unquote family. So, um, yeah, this, this, this smack down, like it is fucking legit. Um, so yeah, uh, while transporting them to the airport for extradition. Um, and I just want to say that the rock is almost hit by a wrench from Vin Diesel at the very end of that fight. So you could possibly say Vin Diesel was about to take him out, but I don't think he would have done that. And it was kind of in the same um, way that they were kind of referring to the first movie. They they like to do a lot of callbacks in a way, you know, the way that they shoot the cars, the NOS, they do the, 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 certain, the certain shots are very specific to how they do them in the previous movies. And they like to kind of pay sort of like homage a little bit. Um, and so I think that they were kind of, uh, Vin Diesel had a wrench just kind of like he had at, when he was beating the guy that beat his father um, or that, that killed his father in a race back way back when. So um, let me see what else we got. Um, Hobbs and Elena are saved by, uh, let me see. Okay, so while transporting them to the airport for extradition to the United States, uh, the family being extradited to the United States, the convoy is attacked by Ray's men who kill Hobbs' team. It's pretty intense seeing this kind of squeezed, clamping, close, uh, crunching, you know, being pinched in between, um, you know, your team being destroyed on one side, and then you see your other half of your team being destroyed on the other side, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, you know, the only people that can help me are the people that are I've got in the back of the van, and, you know, that we've seen this several times before in other movies, but this has done pretty well, I'll be honest. And so, you know, Dom's like, let me free, gotta let me free, you know, he's, he's like cuffed or something like that. And so I think this is before he even decides that he can like break out of handcuffs. I'm pretty sure at one point he decides he can just break handcuffs, but this isn't it. Um, and so uh, Hobbs and Elena are saved by Dom, Brian, Mia, and Vince. It's pretty sick. They're like, you know, it's you know they're taking everybody out. They got and I'm I thought Vince was like cool with all these people, which is I, I guess they are Ray's men. They're not Vince's guys. It, it kind of confused me for a little bit. Um, uh, and once again, the, this movie did not give Latin representation very well. I mean, the guys that are uh, are good that are Latin are I think they're the hip hop guys that are doing the songs in the song. Oh, sorry, songs in the movie, and they don't even have a big part in this so you know it, it very much looks like the majority of uh rio officers and latin guys in this movie are all antagonists and i was like god dang it can y'all not do that again can y'all give us someone that is not an asshole that is latin and positive representation that's all we ask um so um Hobbs and Lane saved by dom brian mia and vince who escaped the assault but vince is fatally shot I'm pretty sure Vince is fatal shot off screen and he's shot in the same position that he was in the first movie. I'm, I can, you know, don't take me, you know, take everything I say as a grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure that he has like these, 
uh, scars on his arm and he's shot in the same place. He basically goes in the same way he was about to in the first movie. <laughs> um, and nobody was really like, oh, shit, it's Vince. Like, he's the guy that we've been wanting to see this entire franchise, I guess. I don't know. Um, before he dies, he reveals that he named his son after Dom. And this scene is kind of funny. Like, Dom looks like he does not even want to be in this scene for some reason. When Vince is telling him all this sweet stuff about his family, go, go, go save my family. Go, go see them. Go, go see your young nephew, little Dom. I named him after you and shit like that. And Dom's just like, mm, okay. You know, like he doesn't looks like the furthest thing he wants to do in the world is be uh, going to Vince's place after that. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Um, wanting to avenge his murder team, Hobbs and Elena agree to help with the heist. This is when you're like, all right, I don't know. This is, um, this would be believable. This is kind of when, you know, everybody goes rogue. Everybody eventually, eventually joins the family. Um, it's inevitable, kind of like Thanos. Um, the gang break into the police station and tear the vault, holding Ray's money from the building, which, holy sack, however much it would take for horsepower, it would take for uh, a, a car to pull like a fucking safe, even two cars. I don't, I don't care how much. I, I it'd be tons. The thing would weigh tons. And so, anyways, what I hear is there's a lot of practical effects that have happened throughout the majority of this movie. It just gets absolutely insane. And uh, uh, having this vault in there really elevates it as well. I think there were like pictures and stuff like that behind the scenes of them actually carrying like a rubber vault down. Uh, Rio. I'm not sure if they actually did shoot in Rio, but wherever they were on set, they actually had like a uh, a, a real a real piece that they were shooting on. It was crazy. It, it looks legitimate. It looks crazy. Um, so they're uh, they tear the vault, holding Ray's money from the building, dragging it through the city. Um, after an extensive police chase, Dom has Brian continue without him while he attacks the police and the pursuing Reyes using the vault attached to his car to smash their vehicles. Um, it is insane. There's absolutely just collateral damage people. There should be debris. There should be blood carnage everywhere. I don't think we see any blood. I don't, I think we see hardly anything. I, I think by number five is where we kind of stop seeing, um, any sort of, blood or any type of soreness or people like actually getting hurt to a really significant degree without the exception of just having to write them out. Um, the, uh, there's a beating that Vin Diesel gives Paul Walker at one point in the fourth movie. And I think there is no swelling, which I wouldn't believe even for a second. I think if Vin Diesel, uh, even swung at me and missed, I would be swollen just even thinking about it, you know, like, holy sack, there's got no one gets hurt unless it calls for it in the story so um and there's extreme collateral damage like paul walker uh not paul but uh brian o'connor the character and uh dominic toretto absolutely killing an immense amount of people and it's it, whether they're showing it or not they absolutely do and a lot of them are quote-unquote it's okay because they're corrupt some of them were corrupt police cops or police officers or whatever you want to call them reyes is badly injured by dom's assault um, 
then Brian returns and kills Zizi. Um, Hobbs arrives on the scene and executes Reyes. Though uh, Hobbs refuses to let Dom and Brian go free, he gives them a 24-hour head start to escape on the condition that they leave the vault as is. And uh, it it is kind of like a, just a big old pat on the back, like Reyes, sorry, uh, The Rock. Hobbs is just like, you know what? It's okay that it cost half my team um, to capture you guys. I'll let y'all keep on going. It's all good. It, it, it kind of is convenient plotting and writing in some parts. And you just kind of got to like go, you got to just like walk on by it. You don't want to sit back and linger on it. I'll be honest. Cause otherwise it's going to be a problem later. So anyways, um, what else do we got? Um, uh, finishing up, leave the vault. However, it is, uh, leave the vault as it is. However, the vault is empty as it is switched during the chase with the real vault being successfully opened. There is an extensive amount of scenes of Han, Giselle, and like 20 other people doing this drifting motion to try to surpass a camera of some sort. And everything they do in the heist, just like any other heist movie, normally would go wrong but they didn't even like practice any of the stunts or any of the things that they were going to have to actually do in this movie like they didn't practice they were practicing drifting by a camera as if i think there might have been a camera where the 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 uh the where they were putting the safe into but like when they were putting a safe under uh under a bridge on in a trash truck or a whatever tractor trailer truck. It didn't really make a hundred percent sense. The things that they were practicing, it didn't feel like it came out because they wanted to like hold their cards close to their chest about what the actual, the trick was, how they switched the, uh, the safes. Um, but anyways, I'm not going to linger on that. I'm just saying that nothing they did or practiced about had anything to do at the end. Um, so after splitting, okay, with the real vault being successfully opened, um, after splitting the cash, Dom's team go their separate ways. And this is every time there's the end of the movie, Dom's like, you know, uh, sorry, Han is thinking, I'm thinking about going to Tokyo. And everyone's like, no, not Tokyo, don't go to Tokyo. <laughs> uh, uh, so they go their separate ways. On a tropical beach, Brian challenges Dom to a final no-stakes race to prove who is the better driver. And um, it is pretty interesting that they have... Um, is this the movie that they have, uh, that one race where... I think it might be the sixth movie. There's one of the movies that... Uh, it might be the sixth, the fifth one. I don't know. There's, I think there is. No, I don't know. I don't have the. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. Let me get the uh, tweets though. There's one of the movies. I think it's either five, six, or seven, where Brian and Dom are racing, and they are starting the race, and then they cut to after the race. I want to say it's like the sixth movie, 
And people were pretty pissed about that because they're like, what? Fast and Furious, you're going to cut the actual race out? It's like, oh my gosh, we've gotten to that point. Um, so the tweets we have for the Fast Five, hashtag Fast Five. Be sure to check out uh, uh, Look It Up Podcast on Twitter. Um, so yeah, Fast Five tonight. So Five is a crime thriller heist movie starting uh, starring the family. The movie is screaming, we got money. Uh, much more fun starting off this first hour in comparison to, uh, to the fourth one, in my opinion. We've even uh, hit home alone territory at one point. You know, like I was saying, the, the RV, the, the RV, um, sorry, RV, RC remote control car that has a little camera on that for Tej to find out that it needs a handprint thing. I was like, geez Louise, we really are going in home alone territory. Um, I actually do think this was the one that they, they skipped the, uh, they, they skip, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have my news in front of me, but it might, five might be the one where they skip that, uh, race, um, where they take their cars. I do remember they, are in police cars at one point just saying, fuck it, going straight down the highway. They don't give a yuck. Um, look at Han losing it straight to Wonder Woman. Oh, there, there was a... When uh, Wonder Woman is... Oh, when Giselle is going to get the handprint on her ass or whatever, um, fingerprint on her ass, Han is straight like... Chips. You know, he's straight munching. Oh, my goodness. Uh so five has the most polished feel to it. Large fun cast, exciting set pieces, full action crime heist, and some cheesy dialogue in places. Like it's got the the one-liners from The Rock that are just kind of ridiculous, and this guy's just super over the top. And I feel like in the first movie, it's a B movie trying to be more, but in number five, it's an A movie that knows it's an A movie, and it has the charisma, the comedy chops, and the action to really sustain it. And I think that's why it, this movie kicks it into the next elevation of the franchise, of giving these people $125 million, you will get your return of $626 million. So... Um, it is pretty uh, impressive to see how it's uh, evolved as it's gone along. So, yeah, thank you for listening, watching Luck It All Podcast. I was going to see if there's anything else that we needed to check out. Um, uh, writing. The writing in this, Lynn wanted to explore the elements of freedom and family in the film, collaborating with uh, Morgan towards the ideal, both having worked together in previous installments of the franchise. Morgan worked with Diesel to produce a story arc that would further explore and develop Diesel's character. Uh, an idea of a heist involving a large safe conceived by Morgan during production of Fast and Furious. But that final premise did not work with how Morgan envisioned it and later incorporated it into five. So, um, yeah, the three units worked simultaneously, all in Rio. No, the main cast was required to travel to Rio and... Um, I think, let me see if there's anything else that we need to see. A lot of interesting background information from it. Um, I'm not going to go too much more in detail. Check out 
look at our podcast on all the social medias already given all of it check out the uh, description below check out um you know patreon.com slash look at our podcast that's how you can support the podcast monthly get all the podcast reviews early that's how you can be listened to this like way way early um check the videos out on youtube check the twitch out for live streams and then um everything else you know what to do look at look at our podcast uh um look at our podcast at gmail.com anything else you need to know in the description all right family until next time <laughs>